When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, we'll be discussing Bitcoin targeting $30,000 as a new week of macro surprises gets going. Also be sharing what may happen next along with the five things to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week. We'll also be discussing UBS Group agrees to $3.25 billion emergency rescue of credit Suisse. And lo and behold, Max predicted this 90 days ago, quoting him here, Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank, which are huge counterparties to the ECB, they look like they're about to fail. So kudos to Max. Also in today's show, Crypto Haze forecasts the most hated Bitcoin rally ever as infinite money printing ensues. We'll also be discussing the trader who nailed Bitcoin 2022 bottom, says Bitcoin one resistance away from a new all-time high. And I'll be sharing his outlook. We'll also be discussing veteran trader Tonevase says he does, does not want to repeat a Bitcoin's 2019 parabolic rally. I'll be explaining why, as well as crypto Twitter betting big on hyperinflation, catapulting Bitcoin to $1 million in three months. That's right. Crypto pioneer and venture capitalist offered $1 million to a 1,000 tweets that best exposed stealth financial crisis disguised in a banking bailout. Quoting Balaji here, you still don't get it. The Fed is devaluing the dollar. It's what Ray Dalio predicted, monetization of the debt. All of the wars paid for in an orgy of printing dollars worth toilet paper on the other end. This isn't about making money at all. It's about getting innocence to Bitcoin lifeboats before the Fed crashes the ship. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is podcast episode number 1226. I am your host, JV, and today is March 20th, 2020. 23. Checking out the market watch, which you can see here on your screen. We got Bitcoin up about a half a percent for the day, trading above 27,700. Solana up over 5%, trading at 23 bucks, while Ethereum, Binance Coin, Matic, and many of the alts are currently correcting and in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. As you can see right here on your screen, we're currently sitting just under $1.2 trillion is the total market cap with about $85 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance on the rise at 46.2% with the Ether dominance at 18.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. Let me actually reset this to get the latest. Boom. 
Okay, here we go. Checking out the top gainers in the past 24 hours. We got Nexo up 11.5%, trading under 73 cents, followed by CFX up almost 8%, trading at 43 cents, followed by Synthetics up over 7%, trading at $3.11. Below that, we have EGLD, Solana, and followed by Blockstacks. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past week. As you can see here, the majority of the alts are currently correcting and in the red with a handful in the green, which includes CFX, EG, LD, Solana, CRO, and SNX. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're rated the highest I have seen this in quite a minute, which is in greed at a 66. Yesterday was a 63 in greed, and last week was a 49 neutral, and last month a 60 in greed, which is quite the opposite as the bulk of last year we were stuck in fear, in extreme fear. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Let me know in the comments below. And now let's dive into what's happening on the charts. We'll do some technical analysis along with the five things to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week. Number one, Fed rate hike cycle in doubt. That's right. The macro event of the week is undeniably the March 22nd Fed decision on interest rate hikes, which is just two days away. The Federal Open Market Committee faces a stark challenge to its current quantitative tightening policy in place of the past 18 months. The unfolding banking crisis has put into doubt the Fed's ability to keep raising the interest rates, a policy which commentators argue was the death knell for struggling regional banks. That's right. The Fed is nonetheless caught between a rock and a hard place. Raising rates would keep inflation in check, but further punish the economy, possibly unleashing a new wave of bank failures. Quoting Tree of Alpha here, next week's FOMC is gearing up to be one of the most interesting ones in a while, with no one really agreeing on what's going to happen. Odds are leaning towards 25 BPS, but it is a wild card. Planning on longing at 0 BPS and shorting at 50 BPS as the safe play. And according to the CME Group's FedWatch tool, consensus as of March 20th today favored the uh, Fed hiking by 25 basis points rather than pausing hikes altogether. What are your thoughts? Let me know. The week prior, Goldman Sachs predicted that rates would plateau while Nomura even forecasted a rate cut, quoting him here, this week, the long-anticipated March Fed interest rate decision comes out. Currently, markets are pricing in a 62% chance of a 25 BPS rate hike. However, markets also see 100 BPS of rate cuts by December, financial commentary resource shared. Now, Cabessi also offered a query of how struggling bank stocks would react to the next Wall Street Open, given the latest government moves over the weekend. And these included a buyout of Credit Suisse, the European banking giant, which saw a particularly violent reaction to the U.S. meltdown. Credit Suisse and CS was worth $10 billion a month ago and sold for pennies on the dollar. He shared about fellow bank UBS purchasing Credit Suisse and getting $100 billion in government liquidity. As he shares here, the government said that CS had serious risk of bankruptcy. Talking about Credit Suisse, a shareholder vote was bypassed. Regulators knew it was a matter of hours for bankruptcy. The deal was made out of desperation. And kudos to Max Kaiser for calling this on Daniela Cambone's uh, show when he was interviewed, I think this was around December 1st, he called it. He said Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank, which are huge counterparties to the ECB, European Central Bank, they look like they're about to fail. And lo and behold, exactly what happened. Now for the next factor to keep your eyes on in this week, Bitcoin spot price eyes 
$30,000. That's right. With that, the mood on Bitcoin and crypto markets has understandably taken a fresh turn for the better as the week begins. At this time, we got Bitcoin trading just under 28,000. This morning, we were already above uh, 28,000. As we can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart, already at nine month highs, Bitcoin managed to beat out the bears during a consolidation period last week to return to the target levels not seen in almost a year. Quitting material indicators, fire chart shows that 30 million in Bitcoin bid liquidity consolidated and moved down to defend the 200-week moving average. This is a key level for the bulls looking for a candle bodies above the 200-week moving average to call it a bull breakout. If the W candle closes below it, hope of a confirmation next week is loss. So there you have it. And popular trader Crypto Tony focused on 27.7 to support the bull case and a potential for an attack on 30,000, quoting him here, 27.7 ensured we are now in the next range between 27.7 and 31, using 27.7 as the level that the bulls need to hold to sustain a move up to the 30 thousand dollar level and he also says interesting week for sure my stop loss on my main long remains at twenty five thousand five hundred so there you have it now for the third factor to keep your eyes out on this week analyst heralds the end of the bear market that's right for some analyzing the long-term picture bitcoin has already broken out of the bear market in place since the come down from its all-time highs and the start of the fed tightening in late of 2021 the weekly close came in at just above twenty eight thousand, which is pretty strong making it bitcoin's highest since early Early June of 2022. And for trader, analyst, and podcast host Scott Melker, he shared the following. The bear market is officially over. He proclaimed on the basis of the weekly chart data, Bitcoin made its first higher high, 25212 since the all-time high. That confirms a new bullish trend. Price can still go down, but that would be a new trend, not a continuation of the previous bear market. Congrats to everyone, now especially the long-term hodlers. And now for the fourth factor to keep your eyes out on this week in the Bitcoin market, new all-time highs do for a Bitcoin difficulty. That's right. In the classic move, Bitcoin's network fundamentals are refusing to abandon their trip to the moon. The latest estimates from BTC.com and Mining Pool Stats shows that both the hash rate and difficulty are in up-only mode this month. And as we all know, when the Bitcoin hash rate reaches an all-time high, typically the Bitcoin price tends to follow as is the lagging indicator, quoting Max. And difficulty is set to adjust upwards 3.26% in the coming days, making it almost $45 trillion. Hash rate hit a local peak on March 13th, but is now trending upwards once again as the miners respond to the latest price action. Quoting on-chain analyst William Clemente, Bitcoin hash rate just casually reaching new all-time highs week after week. Let's go. And amongst the miners, a divergence is playing out on the rolling 30-day basis. Miners' Bitcoin balances continue to decline, according to data from on-chain analytics firm Glassnode. Now for the fifth and final factor to keep your eyes out on this week in the Bitcoin market. The most greed since Bitcoin was priced at 69000 That's right. There may still be reason to be afraid of the current bullish surge in Bitcoin and crypto. More broadly, taking a look at sentiment data suggests the majority of the market is becoming overly confident in the good times continuing, as I pointed out to you, with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index now being rated a 66 out of 100, firmly in the greed zone, and its highest since November of 2021. And as Santiment asks here, which comes next? Bitcoin market price is 28.3. Ethereum market price is 18.05. And 56.5% said Bitcoin above 30,000. Let's get it. Crowd bullishness is doubling up on bearishness of crypto's top two assets, they confirm. So there you have it. 
And now let's discuss our next breaking story of the day, which is the USB group agreeing to basically uh, pay $3.25 billion in an emergency rescue of Credit Suisse, which, again, Max predicted. Kudos to Max. UBS Group has agreed to buy its Alink competitor, Credit Suisse, for $3.25 billion on March 19th as a part of emergency ordinance to prevent market instability. And an earlier report from the Financial Times claimed UBS had agreed to buy Credit Suisse for over $2 billion, citing a person familiar with the matter. However, the most recent statement from the UBS has revealed that the total consideration for the deal is approximately 3 billion Swiss francs valued at three and a quarter billion dollars in USD. That's still a deep discount to Credit Suisse's March 17th market cap of seven and a half billion francs or eight billion in USD. This acquisition is attractive for UBS holders and lets us let us be clear as far as Credit Suisse is concerned, this is an emergency rescue. We have structured a transaction which will preserve the value left in the business while limiting our downside exposure, said UBS chairman Colm Keller. Now to close the deal, Swiss authorities agreed to change the country's regulations to bypass a shareholder vote and announced the deal over the weekend ahead of the market opening. That means shareholders had no say. It was a government takeover, to say the least. Also, as part of the deal, the Swiss National Bank has committed to providing over $100 billion in liquidity to UBS, according to reports. Can you say, money printer go, The discussions were initiated jointly by the Swiss Federal Department of Finance, the Swiss Financial Market Supervisor Authority, and the Swiss National Bank, and the acquisition has all of their support, UBS said, in their statement. So ultimately, UBS is taking over Credit Suisse, as tweeted here by David uh, Gora. Now, Swiss authorities considered alternatives to Credit Suisse in case the deal with UBS failed over the weekend, including a full or partial nationalization of the banks as an emergency option. Can't make this stuff up. Credit Suisse's rescue plan would also include losses to bondholders, prompting concerns by the European regulators that it would undermine investor confidence in Europe's financial uh, sector. So this is not a good look for the banks whatsoever, and I think fear will continue as the contagion continues with bank runs across the nation, uh, not just in the United States now, but also in Europe and other parts of the world. UBS and Credit Suisse have been locked in talks with regulators since March 15th after Credit Suisse's largest shareholder, Saudi National Bank, saw that it wouldn't increase its investment in the Swiss bank due to regulations and concerns about the bank's ability to profit were heightened by the comments, raising fears about possible shareholders financing. Credit Suisse was founded all the way back in 1856 to finance the expansion of Swiss railroads and is considered the second largest bank in the country. So another one bites the dust. Which major bank is likely to be next to be bailed out or collapse? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss the most hated rally as per Arthur Hayes, the ex uh, BitMEX uh, founder, crypto veteran Arthur Hayes is predicting that the Federal Reserve's new bank term funding program will ultimately trigger a hated Bitcoin rally. Hey, if the bull or the bears are going to hate it, I don't mind whatsoever. The, the Fed's BTFP offers loans of up to one year in length to banks pledging U.S. Treasuries, agency debt, mortgage-backed securities, and other qualifying assets as 
collateral. Now, in a recent blog post, Crypto Hayes said that BTFP essentially equates to infinite money printing, which will likely boost risk assets like Bitcoin and crypto. Quitting him here, BTFP ushers in infinite money printing globally. The ensuing Bitcoin rally will be one of the most hated ever. How can Bitcoin and crypto markets in general rally sharply after all the bad things that happened in 2022? Didn't people learn that Bitcoin and those associated with it are scumbags? Aren't people afraid of the narrative that Bitcoin caused the failure of large banks and almost consume the U.S. banking system? Hayes says that the current macro conditions mean that equities will generally lag behind the more volatile crypto assets. The crypto billionaire also said he's set to liquidate the majority of his stock positions and allocate it into Bitcoin or digital assets. Let's go. Quitting him again here. For me and my portfolio, I am largely done trading stocks. What's the point? I generally buy and hold and don't trade around my positions that frequently. If I believe what I wrote, then I am signing myself up for underperformance. If there is a short-term trading opportunity where I think I can earn some quick fiat ducats and then take my profit and buy more Bitcoin, I will do it. But otherwise, I'm liquidating most of my stock portfolio and moving it into crypto. So there you have it. As you can see, he is bullish on the king crypto as the money printer continues to go through infinity, it looks like, until the wheels fall off. And now for our next story of the day, let's discuss Bitcoin uh, overcoming a resistance which can send it to a new all-time high, surpassing the current all-time high of 69,000 that we hit back in November of uh, 2021. Check it out. A crypto strategist who correctly called Bitcoin's 2022 price floor thinks Bitcoin may be one resistance level away from fresh all-time high. In a new strategy session, the synonymous trader Don Alt tells his 50,000 YouTube subs that Bitcoin looks really, really good on the monthly time frame after taking out resistance at 24 Gs. According to the popular trader, the breakout is Bitcoin's first real sign of bullishness since November of 2021 when Bitcoin hit its all-time high of 69 Gs. Quitting him here, Bitcoin hasn't looked this good in a long time, long time. Let's be real, right? When we look at the chart, we haven't had any bullishness since the all-time high on the monthly. It's been a complete ish show. Every resistance did its job. There was really no bounce whatsoever. And technically speaking, if the monthly closes above the resistance around 24,000, that's actually the confirmation of the breakout. The first bullish signal, I think that could run for a little bit. Now, usually the monthly signals run for longer than a candle or two, but they just keep on going. I am just going to say 35,000 and resistance. And then if that breaks, I don't think you would want to sell before a new all-time high. So he's ultimately telling you that he feels once we break that 35,000 resistance, which we're only roughly uh, $6,000 from, that we can... Uh, climb to a new all-time high, surpassing the 69,000. So looking at the weekly time frame, Donald says that he sees a scenario where Bitcoin could rally close to 33,000 before correcting to 27,000 to set the stage for an attempt to take out that resistance of 35. Quitting him here, stuff like that happens all the time. When you get a rejection just before a big level on the high time frame, and then you have a weak pullback or two weeks into just another push into that monthly resistance, and then it actually shows whether it wants to go up or not, which he outlines here in this chart. And to watch this video he did entitled, Did You Miss the Bitcoin Breakout? Check the show notes below the video in the description, which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss the latest from technical analyst Tone Vase, and then we'll dive deeper into the $1 million Bitcoin price prediction by June 17th, which is now less than 90 days away. Let's break it down and shout out to uh, Tone Vase. He says that an encore Bitcoin's parabolic rally in 2019 would not be ideal for the future price 
price action for the King Crypto. In a new update, the veteran trader Tone Vase tells his 100,000 subs that he doesn't want to see the Bitcoin price break the 35,000 level, which is ironic considering the other trader says we need that to break to hit the all-time high. So here's what he has to say. Vase says that in 2019, Bitcoin grew a staggering 200% in four months after bottoming out and then proceeded to stagnate for over a year, which included a sudden 70% decrease in the price action. The trader says that the speed of Bitcoin's growth at the time later caused a 70% correction as Bitcoin failed to build stronger bases that could absorb the sell-offs. And instead, he says that the slow and steady growth would be better, quoting him here. If we rally all the way up to say 50,000, we can easily crash back down to 25 or 30,000. But if we slowly go up to 50,000, I think the chances of going back to 30,000 are going to be super low. So in a perfect world, we slow our roll right now, go up a little bit this week, maybe touch 30,000, pull back down to 25 and then break 30,000, head to 35,000, go back from 35 down to 30,000 and then break 35,000 again. Holy mother of volatility. Vase says that if Bitcoin were to break the 35 level in the coming months, he envisions the leading digital asset by market cap rallying all the way back up somewhere between 50 and $60,000. Quoting him again, if you break 35,000 sometimes this summer, then sure we can go up to 50 or 60,000 and then only pull back to about 30 or 40,000 and we can avoid the 20,000s ever again. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Tone Vase and to watch this video he did entitled Markets Closed Down, Bitcoin Holding as Expected. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And now for the moment we have all been waiting for, let's discuss deeper the latest updates with this $1 million Bitcoin price action bet by June 17th, less than 90 days away, shall we? Bali, a, uh, I'm sorry, Balaji, a venture capitalist and former CTO of Coinbase, claimed that the U.S. economy would enter a phase of hyperinflation in 90 days, catapulting the Bitcoin price to $1 million per coin. Now, Balaji, whose venture uh, earn.com was acquired by Coinbase in 2019, also offered to pay a million dollars in Bitcoin to the best 1,000 tweets that alert about the stealth financial uh, crisis, uh, reading out his tweet in response to James Metlock. Yes, just moving money for our bet. We can do it via smart contract, but for simplicity, old-fashioned escrow may work. The escrow person would need one Bitcoin address and one ETH address for the USDC. The assets would sit on-chain for 90 days. And he goes on to ultimately break down the bet and how it works. He says, I am putting up the bit signal, 1 million in Bitcoin to alert us of the stealth financial crisis, 1,000 per tweet for the best 1,000. They hid their insolvency from you, the depositors, and they are about to print $2 trillion to hyperinflate the dollar. So buy Bitcoin now and get your coins off the exchanges. He tweeted this on March 16th, four days ago. Then the next day he went hammer and tongs. The banks are insolvent. We should have learned to distrust bankers after the 2008 crisis. Back then they used complex language to hide the simple fact that the mortgages were bad. And today they do it to hide the fact that the money is gone, not in one bank, in all of the banks. And they knew this months ago, he said, touche. And in the final salvo, he said that Signature and Silvergate were forced to close because they banked crypto. And while Balaji's tweets generated huge responses included from the likes of the Binance CEO CZ, who seemed to be much amused by the turn of events. Famous crypto critic Molly White pointed to the venture capitalist's self-interest in painting a doom of traditional banking and finance, quoting her here, it's not like we can put the genie back in the bottle. VC, who stands up to profit massively from the release of the genie and who has worked tirelessly to release said genie. Uh, she tweeted in a reply to Balaji's tweet and followed up with, I'm also pretty good at putting cats in bags as 
it happens. Now, Arthur Hayes says to buy the pivot, asking investors to buy Bitcoin. As I more recently shared with you, he earlier said that U.S. banks are having an unrealized loss of $620 billion and that the U.S. government is planning to provide $4.4 trillion in a bailout to the banking uh, industry, which leaves a banking crisis at the center stage. The regulatory heat brought on crypto companies in recent weeks has given away to a much larger issue, which is the banking crisis of 2023. In about a week, three U.S. mainstream banks folded up operations, leaving behind a vast trail of institutional and individual depositors with no access to the funds in their bank accounts. This also triggered a massive bank run involving hundreds of regional banks. How many of you trust your funds at a local bank? Let me know right now. I know I sure as hell don't. The liquidity crisis faced by the banks is said to have been caused by the government bonds becoming cheaper after the Fed increased the interest rate in recent months in a bid to tame inflation, which at one point had hit a 40-year high. And quoting a Balaji right here in a more recent tweet, you still don't get it. The Fed is devaluing the dollar. It's what Ray Dalio predicted, monetization of the debt. All of the wars paid for in an orgy of printing. Dollars were toilet paper on the other end. This isn't about making Making money at all. It's about getting innocence to the Bitcoin lifeboats before the Fed crashes the ship. So there you have it. And again, quoting Ray Dalio, big devaluations are abrupt and episodic rather than evolutionary. So there you have it. And what are your thoughts surrounding his $1 million uh, prediction for the Bitcoin price action? Do you feel this is likely to happen? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And would you be disappointed if it failed short? And let's say we only hit 10% of that target in the next 90 days by June 17th, and we were at 100,000 for the King Crypto, potentially 127,000. Let me know how you would feel. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.